Hello. Welcome to Breakfast at Cinema's podcast series Cinema My Child and Me where Abhinav and Shibangi share film recommendations appropriate for all ages and some ideas on how to use this collective film viewing experience to help initiate conversations with your children or students to help them learn in a fun manner. We would like to state that this podcast is meant to be a guide for parents or teachers to engage with children in a different way. While we are going to be careful about recommending movies appropriate for all ages, we request you to explore these films by yourself first to check for anything which may trigger a difficult or unpleasant emotion in your children because of very specific circumstances. The films we talk about here are our personal selections for each episode's theme. Cinema My Child and Me was created on Hubhopper Studio. If you wish to start your own podcast for free, visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. Start your podcast with Hubhopper Studio and get your voice heard across platforms like Spotify, Gaana, Google Podcast, Wink Music and more. Click on the link in the episode description or visit www.hubhopperstudio.com. Visit hubhopperstudio.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of our podcast. And today we are going to be talking about Gabor Chupo's screen adaptation of Bridge to Terabithia, which is also a beloved novel written by Catherine Patterson from 1977. Although the movie is set in rural America of the 2000s, the broader story and the themes addressed remain the same as does the overall feeling one gets from watching this really well-made film owing to the fact that Patterson's son David Patterson wrote the screenplay with Jeff Stockwell. The story follows Jesse Arens, a lonely 12-year-old who feels pushed into a corner where no one gets him and it's a house dominated by women. He has four sisters of which he connects with some reluctance only with Mabel a feisty 8-year-old who looks up to Jesse and is adored by their otherwise stoic father his mother is overwhelmed by having to mother five children day in and day out the family has been suffering financial troubles for quite some time and yet the parents try to hold it all together for their children and raise them with dignity and good values all jesse wants is someone to listen to him every once in a while But with all the hustle bustle at home and the constant bullying at school he finds refuge in drawing but which he hides from everyone else for fear of being reprimanded told it isn't something boys do or even that he may be bullied all the more in his school in comes Leslie Burke his classmate and neighbor who changes his world with her exuberance sharp wit and an imagination rich enough to bring life to the most mundane of experiences Now unable to avoid her cheerfulness Jessie ends up making friends with her after which Leslie and he set out on adventures every day after school ruling their kingdom and defending it from monsters while learning lessons about compassion empathy friendship and the power of stepping out of one's comfort zones for a film which was promoted as a fantastical tale involving kids bridge to terabithia actually only has very short imaginary fantasy sections but it has some very strong day to day realities which children are often kept away from 
but they do realize them and understand them a lot better than most of us would realize it would be best for parents to preview this film before showing it to their children as it has some difficult themes we recommend it for children above 10 years of age but parents and teachers can take a call depending on the maturity of their children bridge to terabithia is available to buy or rent on youtube now abhinav quickly tell me your first impressions of the film rightly picking up on what you just said hollywood and its advertising machinery often does disservice to the films it is trying to promote wrongly advertised as a magical journey into the unknown along the lines of narnia or harry potter this film is a unique depiction of magical realism in that while it is a journey into a magical kingdom the place called terabithia is something that resides deep within the hearts of jesse and leslie and finds its final destination in the vivid imaginations of mabel jesse's younger sister the film with dexterity handles very dark and mature themes relating to children such as loss loneliness bullying guilt young love infatuation depths of friendship and how it is established carried forward and buried as well without overplaying the magical kingdom and the role it has in the lives of these children seen from the eyes of these children the film becomes magical in the connections they make and the world they create for one another the first thing that struck me about this film was that the intended audience of this film is not treated like children they are treated like people with their own problems and difficulties that they have to deal with every day all of these are things which require maturity and as we get to see jesse has a lot of this maturity but leslie teaches him to temper it with some fun letting him enjoy some of his childhood before whatever is left of it slips away because they are already 12 almost about to enter their teenage years he finds courage to accept things about himself and his family as he spends time with her because of their conversations about their homes and their families and not because she expressly gives him advice about how to live his life but because they just talk to each other about how their lives are i mean there's no heart to heart either there's just a lot of exchange of information and a lot of harmless leg pulling which brings them to a lot of realizations about themselves and about each other as they spend time playing in their dominion of terabithia both of them learn about their own special abilities as well and how to trust themselves the other thing that really struck me and this becomes a very special part of my experience of watching bridge to terabithia because it has a beautiful example of how one good teacher and that one good friend can change your life i think it is not a coincidence that the music teacher has such a strong role to play in jesse's acknowledgement of himself and his talents the arts are all about self awareness and so she lets her students be just enjoying themselves as they sing in class i also love their strict english teacher mrs myers who lets down her guard to comfort a heartbroken and guilt-ridden jesse she acknowledges his feelings with an understanding that lets us know that her classroom persona is the complete opposite of who she is outside of it i was lucky to have had several such teachers in my life and it felt good to be taken back to some of my own very special life-changing eye-opening interactions with them and it's not just about schools a good teacher anywhere else who says some kind words to you goes a long way in establishing what you can achieve with yourself and your life
So Abhinav, you mentioned a lot of themes in your quick impressions that the film deals with a lot of these things. Which are the two most prevalent themes in the films that you would like to point out and talk about? So if I have to talk about how the film begins and starts wading in the areas of loneliness for Jesse, we are presented with the central characters and how they are both lonely even though they come from different backgrounds in life. That tells us many things about how one can become lonely. It's not just being lonely in the sense that you don't have anybody to talk to but it is also being lonely in the sense that your ideas are not the same as everyone else the way you look at the world does not hold any kind of similarity to anybody else around you and those who might start looking at the world like you like the younger sister of Jesse uh, Mabel you think you are too grown up for them and therefore those ideas yeah. also don't correspond yeah. this entire film that begins with a lonely run by Jesse in the morning Mm-hmm. where his entire family is sitting inside two of his older sisters are watching television his mother is busy in the kitchen his two younger sisters are dealing with them being too young and Jesse is out on a run and there is purpose to that run we later on discover he's going to be running in a race which is important for him that entire purpose tells you suddenly how this child who's sandwiched between two older sisters and two younger sisters somehow is kind of getting wedged out being pushed like meat trapped between two pieces of toast and because there is too much pressure from both the sides the meat keeps slipping out that's what is happening with this boy he has a lot of love for everybody in the family somehow that doesn't get translated into how he's interacting with them and when he eventually finds Leslie who is equally lonely as he is though she is not getting wedged in she's not had similar life she comes from a richer background her parents are well, actually very I lovely think, i think her loneliness comes from the fact that there's no pressure at all there's no pressure at all yeah, yeah. there's just nobody to interact with so there's no slipping out yeah. that's happening she's just sitting alone waiting for two pieces of bread to sort of arrive this loneliness that sort of starts joining these two extremely oddballs together they are oddballs in the way they look at the world they make sense to each other you know in fact the race that i just mentioned jesse's dreams are shattered so to say in the words of a 12 year old he finds that leslie who has just defeated him in this race is a girl but not a girl you know this entire thing the way it plays out there are multiple things that happen it's a 12 year old so we can think about a girl boy relationship and all of this sort of combines in this beautiful friendship that erupts on screen then we get into the kingdom of terabithia the bridge takes them over and how they get into this magical discovery of each other's inner workings how jesse thinks and paints how leslie thinks and creates her stories it's almost like how cinema is made somebody writes a story and somebody puts the frames together and makes the film that's how this relationship exists and then with that one misstep towards the later half of the film by jesse he becomes a little selfish and you can see that question in his mind as he gets into the car with his teacher because he's getting to go on a quote and quote date at least in his mind he wants to invite leslie because it would be fun to go on this expedition with leslie but he also doesn't want to invite leslie because he wants to have his teacher all by himself just the trait of a lonely child the trait of a child who's looking for a lot of connections in the world and these two things the moment there is a break in the pattern the moment there is something that goes wrong jesse just doesn't know what to do and in fact as would happen with many people we start blaming ourselves for it from that point of view i think this film does a lot in terms of looking at these areas and tying them together in a way where it makes sense to us as children and not dealing with it as adults would deal with it right well one thing that struck me was how children can be lonely despite parenting styles there are different parenting styles that we see in this movie 
टू स्पेशली एंड ऑलमोस्ट पोलर ऑपोजिट जैसे इज एन इंट्रोवर्टेड बॉय the sole dominating male presence being more a strict coach rather than a overly affectionate father jesse's father played by robert patrick he is actually quite loving towards mabel and a considerate father overall for each of his children and he's trying to make things work for the family taking on more shifts at work and managing a kitchen garden in the face of dire financial straits however he is stricter than usual with jesse maybe because he expects him to be stronger and more resilient to take on the challenges that life has to offer maybe also he feels that jesse would be the earning member of the family and this by no means says that women can't work but somehow that's the way it is constructed at least in this film yeah and keeping in mind that this is a 1970s rural america setting i sort of get that uh, the the onus of working and bringing money into the family is more a male domain but a lot of these things are challenged in the way leslie and jesse talk to each other so i really like that aspect and which is why i think that friendship becomes more and more important exactly. because everything that jesse has grown up with is being put up for a question right from the time she wins yeah. the race they challenge each other's yeah. beliefs and understanding of gender jesse's father is actually looking for a capable ally in jesse which he doesn't find in him sometimes especially when jesse lets the possum escape after his father expressly tells him that it should be killed or the time when jesse forgets the big bunch of keys in the garden shed he wants jesse to have the ability and the strength to make tough decisions whenever necessary and not suffer because of a very compassionate heart that said he does understand that jesse would be made fun of by his peers for having to wear his sister's hand me downs especially the pink sneakers because his own are torn beyond repair or that he loves to draw and it's an outlet for him to help him cope with his natural reticence he understands the pressures of teenage and keeps out of his way mostly what i love most of all about this father is how he rises to the occasion and talks to his son when he is faced with the biggest crisis of his life he hugs him so hard and doesn't make any excuses or give any reason for why things happened the way they happened he only says things have to be okay there's no other way it's a hug that says i hear you i'm here for you that i think helps jesse deal with his guilt a great deal it helps him find resolution imagine the kind of transformation this relationship would have undergone after this heartfelt interaction on the other hand leslie has very loving parents they openly affectionate but as writers they retreat into their own spaces and stay there for far too long to be able to spend much time with their only child like them she has picked up the ability to create worlds with her words and a beautifully overactive imagination but she spends a lot of time in these worlds all by herself the small periods of time that she gets with her parents she cherishes they just let go and have a lot of fun as a family jesse finds this experience of meeting them a huge contrast to the fact that he wants to stay away from his own folks as much as possible so there are all kinds of parenting styles and none of them are ever perfect but the best way to do it is to understand what it is a child needs what it is that lets a child flourish and the things that will help them be prepared for the roller coaster ride that is life in case of this movie the parents are aware of these changing circumstances and they keep up with it on top of it one thing needs to be kept in mind that no matter what your parenting style is going to be you can't keep your children away from pain yeah and so it is better to equip them with the right arsenal with the right tools that are available at their disposal so that they can deal with pain 
rather than be absolutely dumbfounded when pain presents itself and say i don't know what to do with this let me turn back and go to my father or my mother whether it is physical or it's emotional very true and in my experience uh, working with children i have realized that children are resilient the other thing friendship as a refuge jesse and leslie are both tremendously talented children with vivid imaginations but they're also kind and considerate people who do like to have fun but feel contrition when they know they have caused someone pain like when they try to teach the school bully janice a lesson for making life miserable for everyone around free to pee free to pee <laughs> they realize later they may have crossed a line and caused her pain similar to how she does to others listening to even the school bully cry evokes empathy in them and they do their bit to listen and just be nice to her but despite being such nice people they do not have great luck making friends now jesse the introvert who's also awfully self conscious he'd rather sit and draw or sketch than engage in horse play with the boys in his class he's also too aware of the fact that he doesn't really know what to talk about with people his age the only person he ever has been comfortable being around before leslie came to school was his younger sister mabel Leslie on the other hand is singled out for being weird like when she tells the teacher in class that she doesn't have a TV or when she becomes Mrs Myers favorite writer in class immediately after having joined her new school and we could see how the class topper looks at her like i just lost my place <laughs> exactly however leslie stands up to such bullying and is even accused by jesse of asking for it she has the most wonderful response and i really like this they're going to trouble me anyway so i might as well have some fun We know Leslie was probably always considered weird by all her contemporaries in her previous schools or at least that's what her father tells Jessie close to the end of the film. Each of these weird kids was looking for another weird kid to relate to like you said Abhinav a while ago to bond with to know that they are not the only ones. When these two children find each other they fit into each other's lives like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle and it is a delight to see how well they complement each other. In the case of this film especially friendship is the refuge for each of these children it is what they are seeking and they find it when they find someone who identifies with their circumstance their personality their thoughts expressions or at least makes an attempt to understand without judging in the least bit that is the crux of any great friendship while we are talking about this friendship it's not just a friendship in the strict sense of the word there is a whole lot of dynamics that get played out in this yeah. friendship as i was rewatching the film i was thinking what would have happened if this was two boys being friends with each other rather than a boy and a girl does the gender play out in many ways it does play out there is a particular scene where jessie sort of looks at leslie in a way where we think ooh you know something's going to happen it's a longing look yeah reconsidering that scene you can think it's the look of a boy who's just found a great mate a great friend a great buddy a great person that he can share aspects of his life with that he could never do earlier so there are these aspects of infatuation that do play out a little bit in this relationship there are aspects of infatuation with an older lady which is the teacher of course but it's all harmless and in fact what the film does beautifully i think is that it touches upon these areas but does not dwell upon it beyond a point because essentially the film is about the friendship the space each one of them starts occupying in each other's life in fact it is all in the manner where nobody is being disrespectful to another when leslie realizes that jessie does have a tiny wee bit of a crush on miss edmunds 
she does tell him you know unless you speak she will never know you exist i think when it comes to friendship and love it's a very complicated world yeah. and what this film does is that it tackles that in a beautiful way without passing judgments on any aspect and giving us a clear cut understanding that this is how complex it can be so deal with it because life is going to be like that let's get into technical shibangi in terms of technicals there is nothing that really stands out for me in that way although i might also say that nothing is really jarring it's a wholesome film which is quite loyal to its source material disney had been very reluctant to produce this project because of its dark themes and it was afraid it would not be accepted readily by its regular viewers who expect light happy and even comic storylines from disney all the time the movie although set in rural america was actually shot in new zealand to minimize cost of production The cinematographer Michael Chapman has made it actually look very beautiful without drawing attention away from the plot or the characters. The CGI by Weta Digital is still quite good. Stands fact, the test of time. Quite, yeah, it is it's, it's it quite is quite good. good. The film uh, may not have many fantasy scenes, but a lot of small bits have also been put in digitally like the squirrels because there are no squirrels in New Zealand. I would think that this film is a technical achievement precisely because it doesn't draw attention to Oh wow what great editing exactly. oh wow what great lighting oh wow what great cinematography oh That's wow right. it's a evenly paced film it's telling the story in the world of lonely children and when you look at that topic when you look at that aspect you realize that it cannot be jarring in its presentation in fact even when we discover the villains so to say of the film in the magical kingdom of terabithia uh, the villains appear stealthily they appear like a threat but not as something oh wow look at this godzilla standing in new york yeah. they appear simply in a very natural way the way any of the fears of any children age 12 would appear except in the case of one particular well defined fear all their other fears are very blurry yeah and hard to notice which also tells you about the nature of their fears they don't know what they're afraid of but it's lurking there somewhere and they are able to handle their well defined fear very well and obviously what happens is both these children are sort of drawing from their real life so each of the fantastical elements in terabithia are drawn from real life so the squirrels who are bothering them in the tree house suddenly become squoggers and who are the squoggers they are combination of squirrels and hogger who is a bully at school this is the way in which all these characters emerge but this is the process of creation everywhere I precisely mean. that very seamless way in which this happens tells you that everything happening around them is very real and the dark lord when he reveals himself truly as who he is who jesse has imagined this person to be and the beautiful moment that gets created after that when we see that we realize oh wow if only we would learn to walk a little closer to our fears we would be able to create something beautiful out of it so technically speaking i think it does brilliantly in creating the world of terabithia this magical kingdom that has all these fantastical elements these creatures and as you said it all stands the test of time there is one scene as i said because the film is not drawing attention to its technical brilliance the one scene where it does draw attention to it we know something terrible is going to happen yeah. and that is where the cinematography the lighting the editing the music everything just falls together and because of that you realize that this film is actually quite brilliant and its technical achievements what are your favorite scenes one of my favorite scenes is the one where jesse and lesley together find or i would say create the kingdom of terabithia 
together they find themselves in this part of the woods which is not visited it's a secluded part of the world and they slowly begin to construct this world right out of their imagination the stories of leslie and the drawings of jesse come together almost cinematically in this discovery that they do of the kingdom of terabithia as they slowly go through these woods they discover a forsaken vehicle maybe 50 years ago a tree house that has come apart and they find projects for themselves slowly the tree house needs to be painted they create stories around this place and then when they go to the top of the tree they see this valley in front of them which in leslie's mind is this beautiful kingdom of terabithia two beautiful hillsides the valley in the middle with the river flowing through it jesse looks out and he sees nothing but very plain simple landscape very quickly leslie asks him to switch on his belief and right from there their friendship blossoms they create these beautiful things he sees exactly what leslie sees she thinks what he is feeling and this beautiful relationship that starts getting created becomes more mature as the kingdom of terabithia finds more and more elements to it like the spogers that we spoke about earlier or the dark lord who becomes the villain the soldiers that protect the trees and so on this world that they create which is not visible to anyone else is essentially a projection of what they have done they have thought of they have seen the world as and that beautiful thing gets depicted in the scene where they go to the top of the tree house and see the valley in front of them now i'm going to break a cardinal rule of the podcast and i'm going to say i have the exact same scene as one of my favorite scenes as well but i will just go a little further back from where you started i'll go to the point where the first time jesse and leslie they race down the path between their homes after school uh, to reach the creek over which they find a rope hanging from the branch of a tree my imagination was rife with the kind of adventures awaiting them it was beautiful seeing them bond over the prospect of discovering something together and which you very rightfully have told us that they end up doing the bit where they look up at the sky and the clouds while swinging on the rope is quite good and then of course leslie being the more vivacious and expressive of the two begins to create a story around the sights and sounds they encounter on the other bank of the creek initially jesse can be seen to be quite creeped out he keeps telling leslie you know we should go back home till leslie tells him just close your eyes but keep your mind wide open it's almost as if she's training him to program his mind what you were saying about their imaginations coming to life the more jesse begins to believe in this world the more defined things begin to become in his head which is one of the cardinal rules of cinema the more you believe in it the more it becomes believable the more the story progresses in our mind and becomes all the more interesting exactly and now after this point jesse begins to feel inspired to add to the story and become fully engaged in the creation of this world which they inhabit defend and nurture by themselves this whole sequence where jesse is encouraged into letting go of his hard coded practicality to have some fun and just be is so great it takes me back to episode 1 of this podcast when we had discussed the movie my neighbor totoro it was around the theme of interacting with the unknown one of the scenes that i'd like to talk about without talking about that scene because we are not supposed to give out spoilers is the scene where the dark lord and jesse encounter each other for the first time and this entire discovery of how this world has been a projection of jesse and leslie's fears their minds and whatever they have created becomes all the more real at this point when you for the first time see what jesse has been going through and what he really needed in life at this point you have to watch this particular thing to really understand how 
something that we are supposed to love but don't like end up loving us and that's a complex thing that I'm going to just leave you with. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the third scene that I have at this point. This is the scene where these kids are coming back from the church. Leslie has gone to the church for the first time and she has discovered the story of Jesus, the man who saved mankind from their sins, the son of God. And you have a skeptical 12-year-old Jesse sitting there thinking, well, the story is a little scary for me. I don't know. I'm a little scared of God. Whereas a 7-year-old Mabel looks at it as a definite truth that, uh, you know, all children of that age would be because whatever they hear is the truth for them. And she thinks that if you don't believe in God, then you're going to go through some terrible things in life. And these are words that she is repeating that she has heard from elders around her, from people that have told her about religion, that have told her about the idea of God. This conversation between these three people, which connects to something very, very interesting later on, tells us of how something that you are brought up in can be scary and daunting to you. Whereas something that you have discovered yourself, you just filter out what doesn't make sense and just keep what makes a whole lot of sense to you. This interaction is beautiful in that sense, how they end up questioning, how they end up debating, challenging, and even thinking to themselves, am I going on the right path? If I have to come back to my favorite scenes, another one of them is when Jesse goes to Leslie's home and meets her parents for the first time. I particularly love this scene because of how cozy and fun it is and also the outcome of it. Leslie is thrilled that her parents, the Burks, are free this afternoon and are going to spend it with her. Jessie is pleasantly taken aback by the warm welcome and the familiarity with which they treat him. The agenda is painting a wall of their living room a golden shade to try and catch the sunset glow as the wall catches fire, like Leslie's mother puts it. As soon as Jessie starts to paint, Leslie's dad observes that he has the steady hand of a painter and it makes Jessie smile to be acknowledged so quickly into an interaction. They do manage to set the room on fire and enjoy its warm glow together. Mr. Burke tells Jesse, you know, the best prize that life offers is the chance to work hard at work worth doing. That's Teddy Roosevelt said that, not me. Which makes an impression on Jesse. When he goes back home, he finds his parents poring over bills and accounts. He's told by his father in a half-strict, half-gentle manner that Jesse will have to handle more chores around the house because he himself was going to be putting in more hours at the hardware store where he worked. An unusually cheerful Jesse, you know, to the confusion of his parents, he repeats these same words to his parents without any sign of protest. Just one happy interaction with grown-ups whom Jesse looks up to makes him feel not so bad about the things with which he usually feels burdened as a child. He becomes more accepting of his own circumstances And he feels more prepared to deal with them. Also, finally, this is one of the most heartbreaking and difficult scenes in the movie, but also really important. Jesse is back in school after his life has fallen apart and people are keeping away from him mostly, not knowing what to say. Yet, the stupid bully in his class makes a really hurtful, insensitive comment, which provokes Jesse into socking him right in the centre of his smug face. Mrs. Myers, the strict English teacher in class at that time, asks Jessie to step out and we expect her to be her usual strict self. But she shares a personal story with him and offers such affectionate consolation that one is taken back to the kindnesses of all the teachers which we have experienced in our lives. So there's that. Then, as the students are leaving school at the close of the day, a still bothered Jessie climbs into his school bus and plonks himself distractedly on a seat. 
a smiling Janice, whom Jessie has never really spoken to, but has only been subjected to her crass insults, comes and sits next to Jessie, just as he sees through the window by his seat that his bully is walking away with a bloodied nose. It warmed my heart to see how a kindness shown by Jessie and Leslie towards somebody as hateable as Janice really makes Janice nicer and kinder towards them in return. I really like this aspect of the story. And in fact, if we don't teach children to be good, then our future is never going to be great. I would say this, it doesn't really matter probably that a teacher knows his subject well. But what matters is that a teacher is a kind teacher. What are the points of discussion that you can suggest with respect to this movie? Three things I think we already spoke about loneliness, irrespective of family backgrounds and parenting styles. And therefore you must watch out for when your child is feeling lonely. Your child necessarily would not sit and talk to you about it. But if you can create the environment, they would find ways of expressing it. You must, as a second discussion point, share your concerns with your children, not thinking that they are children and should should be shielded from the realities of the family. If there are things happening in the family, especially in the corona times, for example, many of us are struggling. Uh, we don't know what the future holds for us. And if we are getting concerned, we should find ways of sharing those concerns with our children. Our children actually are, as Shivangi said earlier, extremely resilient. And if we give them due credit, if we give them the right space, they will, if nothing else, become these spaces where our burdens can be lessened and it's not like their burdens would increase. There's this beautiful scene in the film which actually points to what I'm talking about where Jesse is sitting and watching television. Parents are sitting on the kitchen table talking to each other, sharing their problems with each other. You can see in that scene, in that look, that Jesse understands what they are going through. And if there was a bridge which incidentally is the bridge to Terabithia in Jesse and Leslie's context. If there was a bridge in which the parents could have exchanged some information with Jesse, I think he would not have ended up imagining the worst aspects of this world that he's living in. Thirdly, I think it's very important to understand that children need to know what romance really is. This film talks about romance or the idea of love, infatuation, something a little more than friendship, attraction maybe at different levels with somebody of their own yeah. age or with somebody who doesn't belong to their age bracket. And we must understand, we have to give due credit to our children. Go back to your own childhood and you would realize that that's exactly what you went through yourself. And therefore, you have to give the space to your children to make them understand what they're going through is not abnormal, A, and B, has to be dealt with care. One of my discussion points is an extension of what you have said you said they should be sharing their concerns with each other. I am going to say that they should also be able to talk about their expectations from each other openly. It doesn't mean that they have to agree with what the other is saying. This but needs to be an ongoing discussion subject to changing ages, circumstances and challenges. I think it builds a good foundation for the relationship to grow. Next is a very, very grave subject, but it is important nevertheless. What does it mean to lose someone dear. It can be a friend who has moved to another school, another city or another country. It could be someone who has passed on. It could be someone with whom you have had a fight and you aren't on talking terms anymore. It could be the loss of a pet. So essentially what you need to talk about is what this loss means to you, how you have dealt with it, the emotions involved in it. The third thing, which I think is very important in the context of this film is asking each other 
what your hobbies are which allow you to express yourself without any fear and makes you feel free it's what forms an outlet for a lot of things in their life hobbies are the one friend that remain with you for your entire life and finally we come to other similar films abhinav your recommendations Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings for the kind of themes that they deal with there's a beautiful film by Nagesh Kukunur called Rockford about children living in a boarding school watch it and know what 12 13 year olds are actually going through film called Jumanji from the adventure point of view about how children can the robin uh, williams one yeah obviously the robin williams one how children when they grow up what it means to be friends with each other and how relationships matter and simple things can have long lasting consequences and what that really means in life there's a beautiful film that i think is very interesting about children dealing with tough situations at home a film called spiderwick chronicles so yeah those are my recommendations shibangi yours my first two recommendations are throwbacks to our previous episodes the first is episode 2 halo which is about a girl dealing with the loss of her mother and then the loss of her pop and the kinds of things she goes through and the kinds of adventures she has in getting her pop back the second is hugo which was episode 3 where we see this lead character hugo dealing with the loss of his father and trying to fulfill his father's dream then i will make two more recommendations but which are meant for older children the first is pan's labyrinth which is about the extent that we would go to in the face of imminent loss and the second i think abhinav you will disagree with me on this which is grave of the fireflies it's definitely a film worth watching because the pain of the film is essentially on screen and god forbid that actually happens to people but it does happen to people when i watched it for many days it was very difficult to even uh, experience anything else but the film is meant to be that it it is meant to be hard hitting it is meant to make you understand what really loss means so despite all that it is still one of the most beautiful films ever oh, made oh it's glorious in a lot of ways just has some really beautiful brilliant scenes then i will make a recommendation which i think is bound to excite a lot of people uh, crazy about superhero stories the two that i will talk about right now batman and then there's spiderman both of them going through similar experiences to become who they become vigilantes and superheroes who help other people out Okay so with that we come to the end of this episode this movie was really difficult to talk about but we had a good time watching it revisiting it and trying to present our ideas and thoughts we hope you also think this has been useful to you and will be a good guide for conversations to have with your children we would love to hear what you think about the podcast and what suggestions you may have for us so please feel free to write to us on our instagram twitter or facebook pages or on breakfast at cinema at gmail.com with that we will say bye bye and we promise to come back to you with a new episode very soon take care have a great day happy imagining cinema my child and me is brought to you by breakfast at cinema working in the areas of education of cinema and education through cinema since 2014 with children and adults of all ages music brought to you by young and enthusiastic supporters of our podcast Their love and talent has made this journey all the more interesting. Introduction music by 10-year-old Arkansh Pandey on the clarinet. Episode introduction by Idhya Shalab age 10 on the piano and Idhan Shalab age 6 on the violin. Closing music by 7-year-old Drishan Pandey on the piano. We would also like to thank cinema lovers and makers across the world. It is their passion which drives us. Thank you.